0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to your new favorite podcast, The Midnight Org Podcast Show. I'm your host, Robert, here again with another important topic for you guys. And this segment is going to be called Can I Give My Two Cents? Part Two. Last time I did this segment, I got some really good reviews on the topic. So I want to keep this as a recurring episode. So we're going to get into things that are important to me things that are going on in current events, or things that may be important to you, my listeners, my peers. Uh, I got some really good feedback, and I I liked it, so I'm definitely going to keep this trend going. So without further ado, let's begin with a prayer. The Heavenly Father, we constantly uh, have your praises on our lips, Lord, and we just are so thankful for everything that you've done, Lord. But we look around the world, Lord, and there are terrible, terrible things happening. And it's so hard. And I feel like right now, myself along with many other people just need a sign or some kind of a vision of hope, Lord. And we know that it's you, Lord. So we... Just ask that you send some of your extra presence down here on earth, Lord, so that we can have something to hold, to feel, to look upon, Lord, as a sign of hope uh, from you that things are going to get better, Lord. We cannot live life without you, Lord, and the world is every day a constant reminder of how important you are to us, Lord. So we just ask that you just give us, Lord, send us some, some kind of peace, Lord, a sign of hope that we can look forward to in all this uh, turmoil happening around us. In your name that I pray. Amen. Can I give my two cents part two? There are a lot of things going on in this world, good, bad, and indifferent. But today I want to focus on the bad because it seems like nowadays there are more bad going on in the world than there is good. Every day you turn on the news, it's something always negative happen. Uh, So, the big ticket topic right now of things that's going on has been the senseless killing of black people by the hands of police officers who are sworn to protect and defend, you know, the community or wherever there are uh, just people in general. So. For, I don't know, for as long as I can remember uh and I'm sure even before I was even born, these things have been happening. But uh for some reason nowadays, just in the past couple of years, it's been a a real big topic thing that is it's reoccurring and don't know why that it, it, it that it is, but every day in the news is this is what you hear more about than you hear than you hear about maybe a sporting event. Or something with uh, uh, some schools and something positive. We always hear about this. So the big, big uh, topic was the George Floyd story and uh, Mr. Chauvin, the officer who killed him by while he was handcuffed, kneeling on his neck for an absurd amount of time. So he right now that uh, officer is on trial and we're waiting for a verdict to. See what's going to happen now. Granted, no matter what the verdict is, it won't bring back uh, Mr. Floyd. Um, he is missed by his family, friends, and you know, people around him. But at least with the verdict, there should be uh, some sign of a or some gift of hope to his family that hey, justice was served and that this young man didn't die, you know, in vain. And for some reason, it just seems like. Mr. Floyd is in a long line of black people who have been examples uh, for why this needs to change. And in my opinion, when is it gonna stop? I, I, I think we're done having examples We've Too many black people have died for us not to realize that, hey, you know what, this has to stop. Um, so with all that going on, we just need to focus on uh, what can we do to change this whole process, for this to be happening in America is completely crazy. America arguably is the most powerfulest country in the entire world. So that means that you have America at top, and pretty much a few uh, with a couple other countries, and then you have uh, you know the rest of the world trickling down in this like uh, stagnant order of. You know, uh, a staggering order, excuse me, of uh, uh, lines of you know, top to bottom of countries. Now, with us being at the top, that means that the whole world has an eye on us. We are supposed to be the example, um, the big brother or big sister uh, of the world, so everyone can know what to do. With this where this supposed to be this sign of you know, organization, justice, this example of yes, you know. Complete, you know, full structure perfection, you know, give or take, and we we're not, and we're not we're not doing a good job of being that example with all this going on. Now, while this trial for Mister. Shopkin has been going on, in the same area, a few days ago, another black man was killed, Mister. Devonte Wright. Now, the video, as you know, the video for Mr. Floyd and other black people who has been, you know, killed and had been shown out there is very graphic. Uh, definitely hard to watch, but he was pulled over for expired tags and for having an air freshener in his, uh, rear view mirror, which he, sh- you know, shouldn't have had, they said, but then comes out that wasn't the real case, but the story is supposedly goes that he was pulled over uh they ran his tags it was expired and then <clears throat> he you know they found out that you know there was a warrant for his arrest for not showing up to court so at that uh time they went to uh handcuff him and to uh, to arrest him and take him in while he's he was handcuffed he was resisting arrest and one of the officers uh she screamed out, you know, taser, 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 and pulled out her gun and shot him. Now, he took off and died in the car a few blocks, blocks later and um, has been straight pandemonium since that, you know, has come out. And in my opinion, I, I don't understand why or how this is becoming a common thing. What in the minds of uh, uh, these officers are giving giving them that idea or making them, you know, trigger them to behave in this kind of manner? Now, in the George Floyd story, uh, Mr. Chauvin definitely had his knee on that man's neck for way too long while he was handcuffed. Resisting or not, your knee was on his neck, which caused him to, you know, stop breathing. And then he uh, unfortunately passed away. Now in this case, you the officer who it's said to be have been on the force for 26 years. Uh I don't know what you were thinking, but I feel like if you do a job long enough, you should know the tools or know certain things about the job that come in second nature. You cannot yell out taser, pull out a taser, and or say you're pulling out a taser, but it turned out to be your gun and say it was a mistake. I'm sure that you are trained on the difference between a taser and a a gun. And if she wasn't for the past 26 years, then that's on that police force's uh, issue that they got to change their training. But I'm sure we all have common sense. You should know the difference between a taser and a gun. And even if it was a split second, I'm sure you... You looking down at the barrel of that gun, you can tell, oh, excuse me, I pulled out my gun and should have been my taser. And I'm I'm not a cop. I don't know, you know, cop lingo, how cops, you know, supposed to dress. But I'm pretty sure common sense will say, hey, they have a gun on one side and the taser on the other side. I'm sure they're both not on the same side of the hip. So that excuse to me is not going to fly. So now we have another black man. Who is, again, in the long line of examples of black people who have died by the hands of cops, who is now gone, missed by family, friends, you know, who no matter what happens, this officer is going to go to trial and, you know, they're going to give a verdict, but it still won't bring back Mr. Wright. So that's two people, again, that right now is a major topic uh, again along with everybody else. the a long list of people that I can get into, but God knows I don't have time <laughs> right now. But now we have another killing of a young man in Chicago. So this boy was 13 years old, uh, out in uh, Chicago, and he, out late at night at, at that. So... The story goes, the young man was out with 21-year-old. He's 13. The guy he was with was 21. Uh, some shots were fired at a vehicle, which alerted police to enter that area and go investigate. Uh, the young man, 13, his name was Adam Toledo. And the other 21-year-old uh, took off running. Cops ran after them. The video, wow. Graphic as usual shows the police officers running past 21-year-old after the 13-year-old boy who had a gun in his hand. He down an alleyway, he stopped, he threw the gun away, and they told him to turn around with his hands up. And he turned around, empty hand, and uh, you know, you know the rest. He uh, was shot and killed. Now, Chicago's going crazy. People around America are going crazy at the video. The fact that. He was asked to turn around. He, you know, threw away the gun, and then the officer shot. Said it was a split second. You know, I wasn't there. I I really can't say for you know in detail. I know cops are trained to protect themselves, and I'm you know, and their life. You know, if they're in a situation where it's my life versus yours, they're gonna take other person's life. I completely understand that. But the boy wasn't pointing the gun at anybody. He turned around, empty handed, and uh, you know, was shot. There's so much, so many problems with this uh, story that I don't, I'm confused and I don't understand. Now, first of all, yes, you know, the officer shooting him was completely wrong. If he's, uh, again, in the video, open hand, nothing in his hand at all, which means the weapon was gone, the cop should not have, you know, should not have shot that little boy. But why is a 13 year old boy out with a 21-year-old boy, uh, young man, at 2, 2.30 in the morning. That's the issue that, uh, one of the issues that I have. Um, now granted, I don't believe that you know this is a, a reason why he should have been killed, but as a Black community, me being Black myself, we need to do better at understanding, looking at the different things that we can do to prevent these things from happening. Uh, now, not in all cases, we can prevent that some cops out there just are are wired or, you know, to behave this way when they, I guess, for some reason, they see black people, they, they're they triggered and want to do the absolute most, which is unacceptable, but guys have to deal with them on that. But we at the black community have to do a whole lot better in doing certain things or behaving a certain way to avoid or maybe help change the narrative of why we are being killed uh, uh, by officers senselessly. Now, 2.30 in the morning outside um, with a friend or whatever at 13 years old, 21 year old friend. Ah, uh, that sounds kind of weird. Uh, me growing up when I was 13 years old, if I had anybody who was uh, 21 or over as a friend, it was either somebody off the block or um maybe a family member. And even then, the people, on the, I didn't hang out with them, you know, uh, at 2.30 in the morning, at 13 years old. I hung out with people around my age, 12, 14, 15. That was my uh, my peer group. But it just seems weird that this young man uh, was out that early in the morning. And you know what they say growing up, like, anything happening you know, after 12 o'clock is nothing good at all. So... um He's out. Don't know where his parents were. Um, definitely, I don't know if they were working, whatever it is, or or something. But wow, you just lost your son uh, for being out doing, uh, committing a crime. Possibly, uh, don't know yet. But outside with a twenty-one year old shooting at a um at a vehicle. I'm not sure if he was the shooter or if twenty-one year old was the shooter, but. You were an accomplice to a crime, running from the police, and that caused you to lose your life. It's very, very sad and unacceptable that he was out that late at night when he should have been home in his bed sleeping. There was no reason for that at all. And I would love to hear from this 21 year old uh, man on why. He had this young man out on the street with him this early in the morning. Instead of providing for him uh, some positive uh, reinforcement and, and let's just say, hey, he saw him on the street saying, listen, man, like, you got to go home. It's not, it's too late at nighttime for you to be out on the street right now. Nothing good happens past this time. And as you can see, he ended up losing his life. America has to do better. Have to do better. All these things that are going on, all, like I said before, the officers are going to go to trial. They're going to uh, get a verdict done, either guilty or not guilty. And But no matter what, these verdicts will not bring back the loved ones that are gone. These young men and women who are just a a portrait of disaster for what is going on right now. It's hard being black in America. Uh, no matter uh, what you do, it just seems like going to the store nowadays is, you know, a gamble on your life. Because you never know, you could turn the corner and just off the way you're dressed or, you know, the way you're behaving, uh, you might get stopped by a police officer and we don't know what to do. Um, we, it, it seems like there needs to be a class taught on how to be black in America. Maybe in schools, me personally, I think that begins at home uh, with parents and their children looking at the current events and saying, hey, these things are happening. Let me train you uh, uh, to be black in America. It sounds sad to say, but that's the reality of it. Um, it's, wow, I'm lost for words because this topic is so like vast and I can get into different avenues on this topic and, and branch out, but it, it just, woof. <laughs> Let me get my, my thoughts are just running wild right now. So I got to like get them in order so I can, you know, spit out my thoughts. Uh, we need to teach each other, starting with our kids, but each other, <laughs> how to survive in America. Or for another word, stay alive. Being black in America. Um, hmm. Think about that. Being trained to stay alive while black in America. White people don't have to go out there and do them kind of things. And what I also realize is that these, you know, census killings, you always hear that, oh, they were resisting and um, they were putting up a fight. Which I understand, when you get handcuffed, you know, people, it's fight or flight, you know what I'm saying? So you're in that predicament, you know, sometimes you may have done something bad and you know, okay, fine, shoot, I'm about to end up somewhere where I shouldn't be. So you want to, you know, you want to, you know, fly and just, you know, get out of the situation. I get that. I'm not saying it's right, but everybody has that fight or flight mentality. And then when they get into a predicament, that doesn't mean that just because they were resisting that, uh... It's okay for them to, you know, to to be shot and to be killed. Now, the other day, uh, I watched a video on Facebook about a a, a Caucasian male who was saying that, you know, hey, in the uh, in these cases when they're resisting arrest, that you know they uh they shouldn't have. And I remember he was uh he was specifically talking about. Uh, Mr. Devante and saying that he brought up all about, oh, Mr. Devante's past and, you know, he had a one for his arrest and he had trouble with the cops before. That doesn't matter. Like, I understand that people get up in predicaments where they shouldn't be and they do certain things that they, you know, they have no business doing. That doesn't give them a right to kill anybody. Now, Bringing up his past does what? We're in the present day. Whatever he did in his past, if he had a warrant out and he got caught before with a gun and he was in a crime before, I understand that. He has a past record. Okay, got it. But I ask for you to show me a video of a Caucasian man or female who has a checkered past, who, you know, has runners with the law before. Show me a video of them being in a situation where they're being handcuffed, resisting arrest, and and they've been shot. I'll wait. Because if it has ever happened, I have never seen a video or in live, you know, with my own eyes, a Caucasian person being arrested, resisting arrest, running from the cops, whatever it is, and then being shot to death. Unless it's a situation where they have... You know a mass shooting. Other than that, like I, many times you hear on uh, on television. I grew up watching uh, America's Most Wanted and seeing these videos of people doing hit and runs and these people running from the cops. Even that show cops people running from the cops and all that, and you know them are uh, uh, being Caucasian and never being uh, uh, met with brute force as far as like you know being shot uh, multiple times to death. Or, or losing their life in general. They just, hey, run after them. They get handcuffed. They resist. The fight you know, that goes on, eventually the cops win that fight in some cases. And then that person goes to jail. And then that's it. But it's common now for uh, black people to resist arrest. And in resisting, that sounds like a death warrant to, the, to, to lose your life. Unacceptable. So I just I just feel like right now with all this going on it's at the black community we got to do better as a country in whole we got to do better but it begins with us we can't ask for change from outside people until we change ourselves so I don't know uh, what we need to do but again we need to train each other train our kids uh, our loved ones on how to survive in America while, while being black, do I see an end to this coming anytime soon? Honestly, I don't. I feel that no matter what we do, it's, uh, the, the change itself may not come full circle, but there will be some progression. So and the only person that I feel that I can completely make this situation, you know, turn uh, uh, make it a whole 180 would be God himself. Uh, there's nothing or very little, I'm sorry, that we can do on earth to, again, make this whole narrative or this uh, uh, story, either erase it, stop it in general, or just like have it turn a 180 where it's, you know, a positive where black people can go outside and, you know, not be racial profiled or not be attacked by officers or other white people out there to, you know, just because of hatred or whatever it is they have in their heart or in their mind. So you know, we definitely have to, uh, within ourselves, the black community change how, uh, how we do things and how we are present ourselves to help us not be the targets. And along with black people who, you know, we've been, you know, attacked for many years, uh, now it's the Asian community where I don't know how this began or whatever it, uh, where it came from in my opinion I think it's uh it stems from the whole coronavirus thing people are being on edge and uh not knowing what to do or how to express themselves so they feel like all right they feel like this virus which has changed the whole entire world and how we operate how we make money now it's put a lot of people you know on edge many people have lost their jobs uh can't don't know where they're going to get the next meal from uh lost a lot of money and they feel like because this narrative is that this virus was, uh, started in China in a lab or whatever it is, it's either in a lab or it came from bats, whatever it is, like now that it's okay to take out their anger on the Asian community. And now the Asian community is going through their own crisis where they're being picked upon and, and bullied, uh, senselessly for things that they have no control over. Um, just, you know, being Asian now is uh, uh is a reason for you to uh, be picked upon or to, to be uh, beat upon and killed. Uh, the other day, this guy went out there, Caucasian male, went out to uh, a couple of uh, shops and shot the place up and uh killed a, a couple of Asian-American uh, people, which was a complete tragedy. But... <sighs> Once again, people don't know how to act nowadays. When uh, when things go uh go wrong, instead of us uh turning to crime and turning to uh different means of uh, uh terrible way of expressing ourselves, it just seems like these people are not turning to you know the one thing that or one person that can help us, which is God Himself. So I would um definitely recommend that you, the listeners, peers, all your friends that, again, as we look around in this world and see that things aren't going uh, well at all, that we we turn to God and start there. And then I'm sure we we will see a much better or brighter outcome. Uh, It may not happen tomorrow. It may not happen next week. But if we continue to focus on him and stay positive and, again, help ourselves by doing the small little things that we need to do, to help our, you know, I guess our view to to other people, or you know how we carry ourselves and how the world sees us. Maybe then that might, you know, that might help situation. But we gotta do something. Uh, I don't have all the answers. I, I no, I don't. But I would love love to hear from my peers and my listeners. What do you guys think? Uh, I'm sure. Uh, you, everyone out there, you're probably you know black, white, mixed, whatever it is, but everybody has an opinion. Maybe you've gone through a situation or you've seen a situation where something ha- like that has gone on, but everybody, no matter what your race is, has an opinion, has a voice against these senseless crimes. So I ask you, right, correction, I challenge you, all my listeners and peers, let me know, email me the Midnight Oil Podcast Show at gmail.com. Let me know what your opinion is, what you feel. Do you disagree? A, do you have some tips on how we as a community, you know, black, white, Asian, can do better to help you know end this terrible story? Let me know. I, I'm all ears. I love the feedback. Check my email every day, so I definitely will get back to you. And you never know, my next episode. I can take your email and that might be my focal point for uh, that discussion. Thank you guys for lending me your ear for today, just to help me vent and to allow me to give my two cents. Now, I hope that everybody out there has a wonderful and blessed day. Stay prayed up. Stay blessed, everyone.